Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alright guys, welcome back, Earn Your Leisure, episode 15. 15, 15 weeks in. That's my favorite number. Yeah, that's uh, Latrell Sprewell. Yeah, yeah, when he, used to, when he used to play for Golden State. <laughs> that was your guy, he had his pro stuff on the wall. That's a fact, that's a fact. <laughs> so yes, um, you know, once again, thank you guys for rocking with us, we appreciate, you know, thank you for your support, uh, all your encouraging words, DM. So today is a very, very, very special episode because... Everybody's been asking us to cover stocks. Yeah, can we? What do we do? Can you teach us about it? What should we invest in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody's been asking us to cover stocks. So, you know, real estate is real trendy right now. Yeah. Everybody on Instagram and all over social media and YouTube, everybody's real estate investor, and, and it's cool. It's encouraging because you know we need to invest in real estate, mm-hmm. but nobody's really talking about stocks, yeah. really, right? And that's one of the ways where most of the wealth in this, this country has been generated for generations in the stock market, right? Yeah. Ownership of companies. So we want to educate you guys on every area of finance and, and provide information. Um, so hopefully, you know, you can take that and and make some money with it, right? Yeah. So so today we have an expert in the field, in the stock market field, friend of ours, friend of ours. Um, so I'll give a quick backstory, right? Yeah. So Quinn Martin, we started off 
Uh, rivals? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> playing basketball, playing basketball. We crossed, crossed town rivals. And, um, you know, like myself, he went on to play Division One basketball and had a great career in college. And um, he went to finance um, after college. He'll tell his own story. But, you know, I always see Q all the time. I call him Q. I see him all the time in the gym. Or he'll DM me. And he always, like... Oh, this story you didn't you didn't say it right. Oh, you need to you need to add some, need to add some more to it. Da, 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 da. So you know, still soft and still. So he, he's real knowledgeable. And when I see him in the gym, he tells me these stories about all of these companies. I'm like, how do you know this stuff? Like yeah, this man. stuff that I don't even know. And I'm in finance, so I'm like, yeah, we got to get you on the podcast to tell this to the people. So we did that. That's yeah, what he did. That's what we got him for. on the podcast. Um, so yes, he's a. He's an expert in the field. You no know, Series 7, for anybody who's not familiar, that allows you to sell securities. He's very knowledgeable about the stock market. He worked for a lot of the, the top companies um, in Wall Street. Um, so, so yeah, man, thanks for coming. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank, thank you thank guys you. for having me, man. It's a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. So can, to be here. Can you just tell you, tell the people your story? Because you was telling us off, off air a little yeah. bit about how you got into you know finance and on Wall Street and all that. And it's, it's actually yeah. encouraging. So can you just tell uh, me that? Yeah, I have a bit of a, uh, I want to say movie script-ish kind <laughs> of way. Uh, I was, I want to say in high school, the career C student. Not because uh, I wasn't intelligent, but because basketball was kind of a crutch for me. Like, I was really, really good at basketball. So it was like, all right, I'm going to the league, right? Like, you think to yourself, I'm all state, I'm averaging 20, and you're going to do these things, and you're going to go to the league, be next LeBron. And that's not the reality for most kids, but you dream big. Um, When I got to college, I spoke with my advisor about 20 minutes or so. And she hadn't looked at my profile yet. We just were just having a general convo. And she then looks down after 20 minutes and goes, you're a lot more intelligent than your grades would lead me to believe. Um, And the wonderful thing about college is that it starts back at zero. Yeah. Um, And for me, that reset things. And I took school a lot more serious than I did in high school when I was in college. And that opened some doors. Um, Being a captain of the team, I was able to go to some dinners to represent the team. And being there, I would meet people and they would give me business cards from different aspects, right? Architecture and accounting and law. And through all of that, I ended up going to a couple of different scholarship dinners. And a gentleman who worked on Wall Street was an ex-basketball player. goes, hey, you remind me of myself at your age. Um, but I don't know how bad you, you want it. And I don't really know what you want to do. But are you interested in finance? It's very similar to sports. And I go, yeah. It's cool, like you know, I'm 21. Sounds good. Look at you, dress nice. And prior to that, um, were you thinking finance? I was a marketing major. I was a business major. Um, you know, so finance wasn't on my radar okay. as a as a whole, but business and everything else was. So it kind of stuck together. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, "Listen, I want you to call me every day for a month uh, at five in the morning. Not five oh one, not four fifty nine, five on the dot." So I called him every day for a month. <laughs> at five in the morning and I got down to Wall Street and I got an internship and I was able to work uh, and really get a feel for the industry and the business and fell in love with it. Oh, nice. uh, and it's very similar to Will Smith, The Pursuit of Happiness because at that time, <laughs> <laughs> this is like real stuff, at that time, I had one suit, I had a Sean John shirt with the French cuffs, I didn't know how to tie a tie and I didn't have a shape up. <laughs> so I looked like Will Smith the Pursuit of Happiness. Great movie. I, I, I didn't belong, but my basketball competitiveness 
did not allow me to quit or not work to my potential. Okay. Um, and that opened a lot of doors and kind of led me to where I am here today. Uh, and it's been a blessing. No, that's, that's a dope story because when you said you had to call every day for 5 o'clock in the morning, first of all, I'm not even up at 5 o'clock. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> I'm up. I'm 90% up. of the people, but, you know, that just shows, and I'm pretty sure that the reason why that gentleman told you to do that is, you know, people just test you sometimes, yeah. right? And they see, like, okay, how serious are how you? How bad do you want it? And people always say, like, I want to do this. It's like when Derek, we had um, Derek, um, episode 11. Uh, that was a great episode if anybody didn't check it out. But he, he pretty much said that people want to get rich with contingencies. Mm. Like they don't really want to put the work in, yeah, right? Yeah, like they, yeah. It sounds good to start a business or to be successful, or, but... They're lazy. Yeah. They don't want. They don't want to put the work in. That's why I, I was telling. I was telling Q like this is the premise for earn your leisure. Like all the hard work that you put in, those things that they've tested you to do, that sweat equity that no yeah. one sees, right? They just see the end result. Yeah. But you've earned what you've done. You know what I mean? So yeah. that, that's dope. You, you got to work. You got to work. So all right. So earn your leisure is kind of like a college um, course every week. So this week is going to be about stocks, and we're going to break it into three segments, and we're going to do like a beginner's 101, then we're going to do more advanced, and then we'll just take it to the next level on the third chapter. So I'll start the conversation off. When we're talking about stocks, this is how I kind of explain stocks yeah. when I teach it to um, to my students, that it's, it's kind of like a, a giant pizza pie, mm-hmm. right? With like a million different slices and then each slice represents a share of a company right and then if you buy one slice of nike now you're part owner of nike right and then obviously the more slices that you buy in the pie you have a larger ownership of that pie right um but all publicly traded companies that's on you know the stock market anybody can become an owner yeah and by buying ownership whether it's in snapchat or facebook or google now, you're a part owner of that company, and yeah. if the company does well, then the stock price goes up. If it doesn't do well, the stock price goes down. And that's kind of like a real easy yeah. way to yeah, understand yeah. it, but yeah. I think, that's kind of my take on it. I think that's like the baseline premise of it, like, right? Like, it's want to own shares, right? We know what shares are. Yeah. Um, then we want to delve into, okay, what are we owning? Why are we owning? Yeah. Right? We got the how, right? We can go to different places be it E-Trade and Share Builder and Schwab and Merrill. Can we just talk about yeah, that yeah, though? Because uh, a lot of people might not know. Um, okay. I'm glad you brought that up because I get that question sometimes too. Like how do you buy stock? So it's relatively easy to do now, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. they have apps like Robinhood. Yep. And like you say, SkyTrade, um, Sky yeah, yeah. uh, E-Trade, stuff like that where you yeah. can just go online and create a username, password and yeah. you know, to link it to your bank account and you yeah. can just buy stock. That part is relatively easy to do. Yeah. But the the next part is where people stumble. Because the thing that I think people have problems with stock is that, okay, they know how to do it, but which stock do I buy, right? Yeah. It's kind of like just throwing darts at the board blind. So yeah. when you end up just randomly picking Netflix, hoping yeah. it goes up, yeah. right? So like you, you had something interesting. You said to us as far as like when looking at stock, it's good to know like what you're interested in, yeah. right? Yeah. Can you just talk about that? I think... The biggest thing for me to help me learn was picking areas of interest because the knowledge sticks, right? We all had classes in school that we didn't like, like we didn't like. I didn't like earth science. I'm like, I really didn't like earth it. So, like it didn't <laughs> stick. Even though like, you know, you pass a class, you get a B or whatever, you're going to get in the class, right? But the information didn't stick with me because it wasn't an interesting topic. And right. You just had to get through it. Yeah. You kind of want to get through it. In this forum, right, I want to pick something that I'm interested in because when I read it, I'm going to retain it. I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to build on top of it. So you're kind of an architect, right? I say my motto for myself every day is that I'm the architect of my legacy, right? And I'm, every day I'm putting a brick down for my legacy because 
you don't get to tell people to say we're not here. So the same thing goes forward to every other place of life where it's like, all right, I'm the architect of my portfolio. I'm the architect of my knowledge base. I'm the architect of whatever it is I'm doing, I'm building. And it's never going to be finished, right? It's like a skyscraper. You're just going to keep on building on top of building. Right. Your interest is what's going to lead you to adding more bricks because if you're interested in tech, well, somehow you'll probably end up in media, right? And if you're interested in that, you might end up in telecom and all, so on and so forth, right? And all of a sudden, you have this wide knowledge base because you started here, but your interests help you build more bricks to kind of build your mental skyscraper, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always say start there because you want to own the sexy stuff, right? Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. You want the sexy names. You want to be able to go to your friends and say, hey, yeah, you know, I own some Facebook, yeah. right? I own some Apple, <laughs> right? It's sexy. Everybody wants to own that. Yeah. Um, but the most important thing is starting off with interest so that you can build a knowledge base and you can start to build your own mental skyscraper that's going to hopefully take you places uh, financially and mentally where you're growing in both spaces. Right. So, so that's like Warren, like Warren Buffett, like his approach is he, he invests in companies that he understands. Yes. Right. So um, I always tell kids, like once again in, in the class, yeah. like, okay, what do you have on your feet? Everybody that has Nike or Adidas, or Adidas right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, you understand the brand yeah. because you, you spend all your money on it. Right. right. Yeah. So it's not like, it, it's not foreign to you, right? You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out, okay, Kanye just did a deal with Adidas or Beyonce just did a deal with Adidas. Adidas is hot right now, da 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 Or Nike, LeBron signed, he got yeah. Jordans coming out. So these are things that we understand and we don't have to be a stock market analyst to yeah, know yeah. that I'm already investing money in these companies by buying. Yeah. Why not yeah, invest in the actual company? In a sense, you're you're making the trend, right? So there's a reason why that company went up, whether it be like the iPhone, right? The oil raise Apple stock, or if Nike's putting out a new product or Adidas putting out a new product, we are the trend makers. You know what I mean? So like that was one of, that's one of the key things we say. So after we tell them, hey, this is what a share is, the next thing is like invest in uh, put money in what you already are invested in. So if it's Verizon as your phone company, then maybe you should have stock in that. Or yeah. if it's Sprint, whatever it is, right? Invest yeah. in yourself. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing, right? Like, we want to understand what we invest in. Like, no one likes an investment where you kind of don't understand what's going on. Right. And it's kind of like gambling now. Right. It's not an investment. Now you're just gambling. And for all that, you can go put your money on black at an AC. And hope for the best. But when we look at these companies, it's very key to understand why a company goes up or why a company goes down. Um, the stock market is very similar to fashion, right? I'm willing to pay the extra $20 for Nike as opposed to Under Armour. Why? Because Nike's a little bit cooler, yeah. right? And that's the thing. You're paying for, I call it social equity. What I have on and what I'm dressed in, I have factor. on Nike, Adidas, I have on Gucci, I have on Prada. There's a reason why those items are priced in those spaces. They know people are buying them. Okay. Right, and we all know it's the same factory that makes them, and they just put a tag on them. But you're willing to spend a hundred dollars more for this tag, right, than the other tag, because you want the social equity of somebody saying, "Okay, he looks good. Okay, I see him," right. and that's what you're buying. So you have to also know why this company is going up, why it's going down, and that goes back to interest, yeah. right? Sweat equity. I need to now read. You said that um, you have to learn how to read and, and know the interest. Okay, you're interested in one thing, but now how do you actually examine to see if this is actually worth buying or not, right? Yeah. So you can read, yeah, but sure. like, what do you read? Like, what, what's good? How do you know if something is actually worth buying or not? Social equity is what you It's kind of a term I, I, I coined myself because I always look when I'm shopping. Yeah, 
<laughs> so I'm sure. Um, is it something that I look when I go shopping or just in life, right? What kind of car you drive and what kind of house you live in? What town do you live in? What do you have in your house? People are very much into the social aspect, right? Really? Like social media. You only really see the highlights. So it's like ESPN top 10 all <laughs> over again. That's all, a good analogy. Right? We That's only a see great the analogy. No one ever kind of sees the grind and the failure and the ups and the downs and the ebbs and the flows, right? We just see somebody pop up and they have all this stuff. Yeah. Well, how'd you get it, right? But we don't care what the social equity says. I, well, I want that now. But yeah. you don't understand what that person went through to get or how they got or they could be lying. Whatever it is, the idea is that people want to feel accepted. No one ever wants to be the dumbest person in the room. People are okay with being the second dumbest person in the room because they're like, well, you're dumber, so you know what? I'm okay with him being dumb. I'm not the dumbest person in the room, right? But no one no one ever thinks past that. Yeah. And so the idea is to get people to critically think because a lot of things that we do habitually on a day-to-day basis, these are our habits, right? We don't ask any questions. Your mom says when you grow up, brush your teeth in the morning. Why not the afternoon? We were never, we're not programmed to question things. We're programmed mm-hmm. just to accept them the way they are. Yeah. That's not how the stock market works. A stock could be a good buy and it could be going down, right, for other reasons that have nothing to do with uh, why you think it should go down or why I think it should go down. So that's the part that I'm getting at. So what what could make it, you know, broad range, what could make a stock go up, what could make a stock go down other than what's obvious to the the, the naked eye? Right, like just a, perception. a recall or something like that. No, it's just perception. Okay. Like, think about the market, right? This is all for Ghazi, right? So as a, a CEO will get... Uh, certain bonuses if a stock has certain peaks, right? They'll say, okay, you're the CEO of ABC Company. And you, they'll say, you listen, if you can get the shares up to $30 a share and hold it around this range for four months, we'll give you $10 million. And then so on and so forth with getting the share price up. But it's all kind of like a Fagazi. Why is it that price? Why is it up? Why is it down, right? Forget supply and demand and volume. A lot of it's just perception of the market. It's what the market perceives, what big money perceives, mm-hmm. what somebody thinks, right? We get information. Now, if you own three shares of Apple and you like their third quarter earnings call, he owns $100 million of Apple and he hates it. Who has more effect on how the stock goes? It's gonna be he does because he has more equity in the stock. So he has more say so in terms of how it moves. Even though you might be right with your three shares, he might be wrong in his perception. Right, so all this stuff is perception based, and that's why the sweat equity of actually reading and engulfing yourself in the subject matter yeah. of interest is going to help you understand the company. And if you understand Apple, it's going to be easy to understand Google. It's going to be easier to understand Amazon. It's going to be easier to understand any other kind of tech brand because the model of how they distribute their products, their ideas, and their messages—they're not like. The same, same, but they're relatively similar, similar yeah. and it's going to help you pick up on ideas. Yeah. Facebook used a tactic called the Little Bighorn, right? And they went into Texas. They went to the University of Texas and said, hey, we want to give you guys Facebook. The University of Texas said, nah, we're the University of Texas. We're good. <laughs> so they went to Texas A&M, Texas State. SMU, every school in Texas around, they gave them Facebook to the point where students at Texas said, yo, why don't we have Facebook? Why don't we have it? And they, Texas was forced to do business with, with Facebook. Yeah. That happens in business all the time, right? It's something that we don't pay attention to. But these triggers and levers that happen, you'll start to notice as you read and I said, you, you build the brick, right? You build, when you get to the second floor, you go, okay, I get that now. I can now read the tea leaves. I see this mm. coming, right? I see what possibly can happen. 
I don't know what's going to happen, but I can have an idea based on how well I know it. You play ball. If I come down and I go in and out, I'm either going to cross or I'm going to go straight. So as a defender, you know what I'm going to do or have an idea so you can react a little faster. Yeah. Right? It's the same thing yeah. that we use every day. I'm going to go backwards just a little bit um, because you said reading. And that's, that's important. On the last episode, on episode 14, we talked about the importance of reading. And a lot of times we get discounted because we're not reading um, the catcher and the rye. Right? What publications should we be reading if we're trying to invest in the stock market? I think the Wall Street Journal is a good read. Um, Barron's is a little bit advanced, but Barron's is a good place to start okay. um, to read. Uh, I think Financial Times is a good place to read. I think The Economist, even though it's not solely finance stock based, it gives you a premise of outside the scope of how we think. Because we think domestically, right? We think about what affects America. Right, right. And when you're dealing with stocks and companies, these are global companies. Right, so how does Europe affect this company? How does China affect this company? How does India affect this company? We don't think like that. We think, okay, I, well, you have a Verizon service, so you figure I'm going to invest my money in Verizon, right? Because you, but Verizon's a global brand. So <laughs> what's going on in Australia? What's going on here? Um, we look at the country like India. Uh, they have a billion people, yeah. right? How many people in India do you think have a cell phone? I'm going to say. Uh, 50 million? Yeah, something small enough. 10 million. 100, like 8 million, 109 million people, right? I have a billion. Yeah. I have a billion. So there's an arms race <laughs> between Walmart and Apple and all these countries to get to yeah. India because they're building their middle class, right? I feel like the same thing was happening in China. I, I remember, I, we spoke off, off the game about China Mobile, yeah. and it was like they're trying to build so much infrastructure because they would, they almost have 2 billion people, right? But it's a race to the middle class, right? right? And But when you look at the company on a, on a broad scale, and I look at like a company like, like Netflix, and I say, okay, do really well. They have a lot of subscribers. We understand how it works. But they haven't really touched Europe or other countries yet, so there's growth there. Yeah, That's what gets you interested, right? And those are the kind of things when you start to read about companies, you go, okay, I'm interested now. Now I'm interested because I know if they're doing well here, there's an opportunity here, right? All we want in life is options. Yeah. And the same thing everywhere else, right? I want the option to go out to eat. I want to have options. I want to eat here, here, here. I want to have that option. Or I want an option. What kind of car I want to drive? Do I want an Audi? Do I want a Benz? Do I want, right? I want that option. That's what, that's what we work for. We work to have options, yeah. right? So the same thing in the market is that understanding these companies now pull levers, and the more you understand what you're digesting and investing in, the more options you'll have. Now, it's a slow reward. This thing isn't a, I'm going to put money in on Monday and be rich on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a character choice when you're talking about starting from scratch, right, in terms of building your portfolio. So now, you might not see the seeds of your labor, right? It might go to your kids, right? right? Or it might be something that is a passion project and you can only fund so much. We have to be realistic. Like everybody doesn't have hundred thousand to throw into the market yeah. or a million. Um, you know, you start with a thousand here, a thousand there. So you have to be patient with it and be patient with your own growth the same way that we're patient in life with different things. Yeah, that's good. That's gonna lead us into a very interesting story. Yeah, all right. So yeah, so now you got the you know the groundwork that was a lot we want we going now we're gonna go into the hot topics of the day. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to go into some hot topics because um, everybody's been talking about the stock market recently for a couple of different companies. Yeah. Um, Lyft and Google, specifically. A couple others. Yeah, Pinterest is another one. Pinterest, but yeah. everybody's interested in Lyft and Google. They just, well, Lyft IPO'd mm -hmm. and Uber is about to IPO, right? Yeah. So 
everybody's been hitting us up like, yo, can you talk about Lyft? Can you talk about Uber? Should, Should we buy? Should we not? So first of all, we're not here to give you stock advice. We're just out here to give you information. And then from the information, you can, you know, do whatever you want. Right. Yeah. So Q. All right. The first question is that IPO. Right. Yeah. A lot of people hear this term, but they're not, they don't fully even understand. Like, what does the acronym mean yeah. itself? Gotcha. So, it's an initial public offering. A lot of times we see the valuation for a company. Yeah. And, like, is that how the process, they, they get the numbers? Well, the valuation can come from a multitude of things. Um, the valuation, you can look at a company and think that the company's worth 30 billion. You can look at a company and think the company's worth 10 billion, right? right. Everybody has different metrics on what they value stuff. And again, the valuation is from, Without looking inside, mm. right? This is just on the outside of your house. It's like the appraisal, right? So it's appraising you. So the valuation could be correct, could not be. Because I was gonna say, because right now Uber is possibly they're looking at a, a hundred billion dollar Some, value somewhere in the realm. Yeah, but they're gonna come up with a high value. It might be one of the higher ones. Right? hundred. Let's say a hundred billion dollar valuation. That's what they're looking at, and they've never made a profit. No. So that's another thing, right? Lyft has never made a profit. Yeah. So that part of it is like basically once you go an IPO and you haven't made a profit, that clock starts ticking. Now you got to make a profit, yeah, right? Make and they'll give you some quarters to kind of get your feet wet and get stuff together, right? But eventually now you're open to investors and public investors and other institutions and hedge funds who all have different motives. You might be a long-term investor. He might be a hedge fund looking to make a quick buck or making look make a power play, right? And that kind of gets into the the market. If you guys want to think about it, it's like the ocean, right? You got sharks and you have fish and you have whales and you have eels and you have seals. You have all these different creatures. They all have different purposes, right? The octopus and they all just want to live their life in the ocean. They they want what they want, right? The eel's not worried about what the shark's doing. And the shark's not worried about what the koi fish is doing. They're all just living in the same atmosphere. But they have different purposes. And that's the stock market when you start to get into the exchange and all these different investors, right? That's a deeper dive. Yeah. When you get into this IPO market, the company is doing it because they feel like with the extra cash, they'll be able to take their company to the next level. The same way that you might take a home equity loan out because you feel like you take your house to the next level and it'll raise the valuation of your house by adding the bathroom or adding the kitchen or adding something to your home, yeah. right? And eventually you're going to pay that money back because... That's debt, right? They're offering equity. That's debt. They owe somebody money. They're using other people's money to take themselves to the next level the same way as people. We take loans and credit cards to take ourselves to the next level. Mm-hmm. This is what value. companies do, right? We're, our own, we're the CEOs of our own companies every day, right? So your balance sheet of what you do on a daily basis, you're the CEO. You are Rashad is the CEO of Rashad Co. So the decisions you make on a daily basis the same way a CEO makes decisions for his company. Um, so you start to look at it like that, it all kind of connects uh, together. You know, you're like, okay, I understand why they would do this now because he's moving in the best interest the same way that you would do that, right? Like, So then also, all right, but so Snapchat, right? Can we talk? They, mm-hmm. they still haven't made a profit. Okay. And they said that they might never make a profit, right? Okay, yep. So, okay. So these companies come into the stock market like Uber and Lyft, they never made a profit. But from from my perspective... In the easiest way to explain, people will still give them the benefit of the doubt because they believe in the business model and they think one day they will turn a profit, yeah. right? But sometimes they don't turn a profit, like Snapchat. Yeah. So now what? It comes down to potential, right? At some point in time, you get too old to have potential. 
Right? It's like basketball. No, it's like life, right? right? Like, if I don't get it right at 17 years old, it's like, well, you have your whole life ahead of you. And then I don't get it right at 24, well, you're still young. I don't get it right at 26, hey, you're kind of on your last legs. I don't get it right at 35, like, fam, you just didn't figure it out. That's, like, that's what Fox said, right? He was like, 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 yo, if a dude don't make it by 35. Like, at, at a certain point in time, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, the potential's gone, right? I can't use that as, a, as an excuse as to why I'm not accomplishing something. And so, like I said, all these things in the stock market and all these things in life kind of tie in together. So, yeah, on potential, I'm going to invest in this company because it can be fruitful if I was investing. That's what the person's thinking, right? They're saying, okay, I get the premise. I understand the business concept. I understand how they make money, how they plan to make money, what they're going to do. First part. Second part is, are they going to execute, right? We, we understand now, but yeah. do I believe in the execution? And then if they don't execute, what's my next move? Because everybody never, nobody ever plans to fail. Like people always plan for everything to go right. And that's not how life works, right? Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, okay, I'm going to get my degree at 22. I'll be married at 25. I'm going to make six figures at 26. I'm going to have a kid at 30. Like that never happens. <laughs> like life punches you in the mouth. And, you know, everybody's journey is different. So that's why I said this stuff is all kind of like life-based because at the end of the day, these journeys these companies are on are independent of their own. Like the CEO's job is to do a certain job with the company and raise capital or, or to take the shares to a certain price. And Adidas and Nike, though they are competitors, they might have different you know, operating procedures or different goals of what they want to do. And that comes down to like looking actually in the company at what they're doing well, what they're not doing well, and how their success or failure basically affects the ecosystem with which they live in, which is the stock market. For example, Foot Locker derives a lot of their success from Nike, right? Nike's the big, biggest shoe retailer in terms of sneakers. Mm-hmm. 2017, Nike had a very bad fashion year. They didn't hit on a lot of different things, right? So they had a down year. That took Foot Locker stock from like 70 to 30 bucks. It dropped like 65% because they were tied to that. And then on top of Nike not having a good year and then affecting Foot Locker, Nike said, we're now going to directly distribute shoes from Amazon. So the market said, oh, you guys are definitely in trouble now. Yeah. Right? And now you look at Foot Locker and they've, they've kind of built themselves back. And Nike had a better year. The 270s hit. And yeah. their whole uh, they have a bunch of different shoe lines and clothing lines that hit that did well. Yeah. And that ecosystem, right, they're doing well affected Foot Locker. So the same way I said, it's like an ocean, right? The ecosystem and, and how we do things affects everybody. It's important to understand Nike because I'm going to understand Adidas. It's going to help me understand Under Armour. It's going to help me understand Foot Locker. It's going to help me understand Skechers. It's going to help me understand all these other companies that are in the same ecosystem on a daily basis. And that will now affect what I want to invest in if that's what I want to invest in. So would you recommend... <clears throat> Like specialty, all right. Like so, if I wanted to get started in the stock market, right? Should I just focus my energy and say, okay, I'm already interested in tech. Let me just focus on tech, so then I can learn everything about tech that I need to know. Google, Amazon, Facebook, all of these companies, or focus my energy on fashion, or because then it's like, okay, once I master that, like you said, now one tech company is kind of related to the next tech company, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be able to read those publications. I'll kind of have my niche, or would you just recommend like broad range, learn as much about as much things as possible? Uh, I, like I said before, I'm a big proponent of read what you're interested in. That's the best way because you're going to get excited to read. Like, 
I don't think people get excited to read. Like, you're not excited true. to read certain That's stuff. True. Like, we don't ever read the Apple contracts when they pops up, and it's like, you yeah, don't know what you're saying. Yes, <laughs> yeah. They're like saying, yo, we're going to take information, we're going to sell it here. And you're like, okay, whatever. Agree, you know, agree, 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 agree. Right? right. No, no one likes to read. Yeah. So the biggest thing is is to do the things that you don't like to do, you're not comfortable. That's when you know you're growing. Like, if, I, if I'm doing yeah. stuff and I'm not comfortable doing it because I don't have a comfortability because I don't do it all the time, yeah. I need to do it because I'm growing. I don't need to keep on doing the same things that I'm comfortable with, yeah. right? But the comfortability is in the interest. Yeah, just from a teaching standpoint, that comes with endurance. Like, reading endurance is a thing, yeah. right? Like, the first time you read an article, maybe it's, you do it for five minutes. Yeah. Then the next time you do it for ten minutes. And then by, the, you know, a month or six months, now you're reading for an hour, right? You got to build that thing up. You got to train yourself yeah. to do it. All right. So now we, yeah, we gave you some, some, some background on it. So now we're going to go into the next level of how you guys can actually get your foot in the game and, and, and start to make some money because it's one thing to learn about it, but it's another thing to actually profit from it. All right, guys. So now we gave you some background info on the stock market, how stocks work. Um, but now, you know, it's one thing, as I said before, to provide information. It's another thing to actually use the information. So now we want to, you know, give you some some tools that you can use yourself as far as, you know, to get your feet wet in investing. So, um, all right. We talked about platforms, right? Yep. So there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of different platforms how somebody can invest, yeah. right? One of the apps is Robinhood, mm-hmm. right? Um, what, what's, what, what's your favorite? Like, what's your... What, what, so it depends, right? Like, do you want to do, do you bank with Chase and then you can do it through JP Morgan Chase if you wanted to do it, right? Do you bank through uh, Bank of America? You do Merrill, Merrill Lynch. If you bank through Wells Fargo, you do Wells Fargo. So there's platforms there. Um, like I said, there's Scott Trade, there's E Trade, there's TD, yeah. there's Robinhood, there's Acorn. There are gluttony of places. Can you just explain Acorn? Because somebody asked about Acorn. Acorn has a unique platform. So Acorn is the company, if I'm not. Uh, misinformed is a company that I think Ashton Kutcher is a part of yeah. where they take the, the change when you use it and they buy shares with your change yeah. and it's a way to get exposure to the market yeah. right so like the game that we're playing is all about exposure um, you don't know what you don't know right so then reading exposure these sites exposure now you're exposed to all these sites we're mentioning go on there read their platform read the offers read Call them. They have customer service people. Ask questions. Say, hey, if I choose you as opposed to them, what benefit do I have? Yeah. Right? That That's the thing. We're in a we're in a bubble right now, and the idea is to get out that bubble. Mm-hmm. And so what we want to preach is, yeah, there are a lot of platforms, and now the onus is on the person to do due diligence. I don't know what works best for you because I don't know your financial circumstances. Yeah. I don't know where you bank. I don't know what you're comfortable with. There are companies that have customer service reps you can call before you make a trade that will help walk you through stuff. They'll help find research with you. They have platforms. It's extensive stuff. It's uh, it's very labor intensive, right? All this stuff is labor intensive. Mm-hmm. So now it comes down to how passionate are you about things? Yeah. So read, then, read, um, read the fine print. Yeah. Right? And also, right. I want to yeah. let people know too. Because a lot of times people have the misconception that you have to be wealthy to, or rich to invest in the stock market, right? Which You're is not, not. It's not true. Because the end game. See the difference of how people think, and not everybody thinks like this, right? Money is temporary. Right? It comes and goes, ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is what we're mining here like we're crafting knowledge right i can't take that from you i can't go in your brain and take the knowledge what makes the knowledge powerful is that you can build on it or you can share it and you can make other people knowledgeable 
And if me and you both happen to be knowledgeable, well, then you have iron and sharpened iron, right? And that's where it gets powerful. And then when I do have the actual capital to do things significantly, I'm ready mentally, right? Because I can, you can have a million dollars and not be sufficiently educated to move. And you can have a thousand dollars and be educated. And all you're doing is building your knowledge base until that moment comes when you have that money to make a significant move for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea is we're preaching exposure. We're preaching knowledge, right? We're, get your hands in the dirt, but it comes down to the individual person. How bad do you want to learn the market? How bad do you want to be a resource for your friends and family? How bad do you want to see your goals happen? I don't control that. You don't control that. We're all CEOs of our own companies. Mm-hmm. So again, bunch of platforms, right? We can give you the names, we can list them out, but at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you because I don't wear a size small. So I can't try a size small shirt on to tell you if it fits or not. Right. <laughs> I'm an XL. Same thing for people. These platforms are good if you have this amount of money to invest and you're looking for this kind of customer service. If you don't want any customer service, you want to do it yourself, this platform's good. If you want to be able to walk into a bank branch and have a conversation with somebody about different things and it's a face face, well, this is good for you. These things are all quintessential to what it is you're looking for. Yeah, now, I like what you said as far as um, you can't take the knowledge because I had a, a, one friend who um, he, he, he made a million dollars, let's say roughly, like he made a million dollars young, right? Then he fell on some hard times and he, he lost pretty much all of it. Mm-hmm. And but I, another one of my friends was talking to him, and he was like, "You're gonna make a million dollars again, easy." And when he said that, it was kind of like I asked him later. I'm like, How, "Why would you say that? You don't even know. Like, it's it's not easy to make a million dollars." He said, "Cause he already made it before. Yeah, yeah. So he got the information. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, under, he understands how to do it. Yeah. So now you just gotta do it again. Yeah, that's like the that's what they say. Like right? the first hundred, yeah. the first million dollars like, to make. You, you can't like you say you can't take somebody's knowledge. Once yeah. you have the knowledge to do it. You're going to do it again. Well, what makes him dangerous, right, like in terms of being able to get that back is that he has knowledge and experience. It's one thing to be a coach and coach a sport, but it's another thing to play and be in that moment because I can now coach from a different angle because I've been in that moment. Mm -hmm. So we watch coaches in the NBA, and there's certain guys we look at, and it's like, that dude really was never in that moment, so it's hard for him to get across this player the significance of the moment because he didn't do it, or certain guys – are not able to basically talk or communicate. Like Michael Jordan, no respect, is a terrible like owner. Like he's not good <laughs> at putting a team together or a gym and stuff because he was so great, so he can't compute how everybody's not great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But Larry Bird is able to get the most out of Indiana Pacers all the time. And they might not be the most talented players, but Larry Bird wasn't the most athletic guy. He was just super smart and very skilled. So he's able to understand that and put teams together that are not juggernauts, but they're a team that you can't, well can't walk over. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing, right? Like a person that has experience plus the knowledge base is always going to double up faster. So if I lost that million or whatever it is, I can get it back faster. Because not only do I have the life experience of what I went through, so I'm going to just basically skip these hurdles, right? These mistakes I made, those are out the way. So if I skip these hurdles that might have cost me six months in mistakes, that's gone. Six months to a million whatever the number is, right? And that's the power. We have to first learn so we're knowledgeable and we're armed, right? I'm, I'm, I've armed myself to go into battle. Yeah. I didn't go. On, I didn't run into the battle with nothing in my hands to fight <laughs> with. I'm going to get smarter. And that's, I mean, like, that's what we do, right? Nobody teaches us, like, 
especially stocks. It's not something that is learned in school. And if your parents have never invested in stocks, like we have no armor when we go out. Yeah. It's intimidating. So what happens for most of the time and most middle class people and, and in our community especially is that people are intimidated with things they don't understand, they don't know, right? So what ends up happening is that you just stay away from it. And you yeah. say it's over my head. It scares me. I don't want anything to do with it because especially when it comes to money, people's not gonna yeah. invest in something or that they don't understand. So this is what the podcast is about, is to fully equip you. But before we leave, I wanted to talk about a couple of different ways where people can invest in the stock market. Even if, okay, even if you don't want to fully dive in and do the research and it may not be your, your forte, you can still invest in the stock market, right? There's other ways to invest. So mm-hmm. there's like mutual funds, mm-hmm. yeah. which would allows you to invest in stock market without actually investing yourself, right? Mm-hmm. It's being done for you. And a mutual fund is a company like a Franklin Templeton or Oppenheimer, and what they do is they pull together, let's say, 150 different stocks in one mutual fund, and you pay a fee for that, but you're paying a fee because they're doing the work for you, right? right. So it's like a 401k at your job where nobody really knows the money in their 401k where it's invested. It's invested in the stock market, but nobody knows which stock it's actually invested in, right? Mm-hmm. The same thing with a mutual fund, kind of. Like, you're investing in a mutual fund. Like, it could be a tech fund, but that tech fund might have 150 different stocks inside of it, right? Yeah. So the benefit with that is that a, it allows you to invest at a low amount. It's like a lot of times like $50 a month minimum or like a $1,000 a month lump sum. So you're investing at a pretty low entry point and you don't have to do the work yourself. Like you yeah. don't have to research. You, you know, it's being done for you. And another way to invest is an index fund. Yeah. Right. So an index fund, um, you know, it tracks an index. So we have like the S&P 500 or Dow Jones. And that's pretty much like a microcosm of the yeah. stock market. And um, so instead of you trying to pick stocks yourself, you're just investing in a broader stock market as a whole. And that's another way where it's, it's passive, right? Because yeah. you know, you're not actually doing the work. You're just mirroring mm-hmm. the actual market. Yeah. So I say those, those two ways in, in particular because we want everybody to get involved in investing. And we encourage you to learn and to do it yourself if you would like to. But if not, that's still not an excuse no. yeah. to not invest. Because you can still invest in the stock market without actually having to pick the stocks or do the, do the work yourself. Right. Yeah. I think the idea really is on a daily basis, are you challenging yourself? Right? Are you Today, I go to sleep and then I wake up tomorrow and I'm a better version of myself. And all aspects of life, right? Like, forget finance, just aspects of challenging yourself. And when you start to challenge yourself, the reward comes, right? Slowly but surely. It's like, if I want to lose weight, sometimes I look in the mirror and it's like, well, I'm not losing weight. And somebody sees you go, hey, man, you're losing weight. And it's like, I didn't notice because I see myself every day. So I would never notice the micro changes in myself. But in this kind of forum, the idea is to get better every day. And the great thing about the stock market and the great thing about all the things we're speaking about is that it's tangible. We can feel it. We can read it. We can touch it, right? I can go to a Verizon store. I can walk into a Nike store. I can it's tangible. I can feel it. Yeah. But I also can pull up an article from the Wall Street Journal or I can donate my money, right? I, I consider it a donation, right? So when I say donate money, you have to pay for the Wall Street Journal, but I'm donating to my knowledge, right? right? I'm donating money to my to my knowledge fund. Yeah. Right. And then when I pay for veterans, I'm donating money to my, I'm donating time yeah. to my knowledge it's fund. That's what I'm investing in myself yeah. to make myself better because the better I am, the more I can do for other people, yeah. right? So part of my journey was that I understood when I got into the game was the better I do, the more I can do for people who don't know because they're going to trust me because they figure, well, you work in this field, so I'm going to trust you. The same way I go to my dentist and they say, well, you need this. And I always tell them, you are the professional. 
I'm going to do what I'm told. Yeah. But I also want to learn because I'm not trying to just have dental work done for no reason. So I'm going <laughs> to ask questions as to why that's happening. And you can now tell me I'm going to learn. So the same thing premise holds yeah. true for this is any money or time you're donating to investing yourself. So these platforms also cost money. Yep. Let's not forget that. This yep. stuff isn't free. It's not free to be knowledgeable and it's not free to just become an expert in something. It takes sweat equity and time, right? Years, months, days, whatever you want to do. Yeah. And it takes a financial investment. And I'm going to waste 20 bucks, 30 bucks on stuff I don't need, right? In a week we or do two. Yeah. We always waste money. Yeah. <laughs> so we always find a reason. We, we always find a reason why we should buy something. Oh, man, them Jordans on sale. You know, they, they were 300 I bought them for 150 You found the reason. Yeah. You didn't need them. Right? Yeah. There's a difference between a need and a want. Yeah. Same thing with this. These platforms cost money. Wall Street Journal costs money. Barron's cost money. Financial terms, financial times, excuse me, cost money. The economists cost money to subscribe on a yearly basis. This isn't like a chore. And if it is, it's not for you, right? Because you got to invest in yourself the same way you invest in your clothes and stuff that you might not have in five years, right? You might not have those pair of sneakers in five years, but that knowledge from the article, oh, you got that. You got that for a long time. Yeah, just, or, just or, really quickly. Or the knowledge from the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that too. Which is free. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to touch because, like you said, like not having the armor is one thing and investing yourself as far as literature and reading. Like in 2007, uh, Rashad and a good friend of ours, Jamal, and my brother Greg, we started a company called uh, Money Through Investing. And um, so, you know, we were into business, right? We didn't had no tools. We were just trying to learn on our own. And um, I subscribed to all these magazines. I read Business Week and um, I got this great article and it was like, you know, things you should look into. So like that was the first thing I did. I looked yeah. I, like what are my interests, right? So I saw Apple and this is prior to the iPhone. I hadn't come out yet. And I saw this company called Badu, which was like the Chinese version of Google. I'm like, all right, Google's big. China, this, this is going to be next. And then mm-hmm. I saw China Mobile. I'm like, great. I'm going to invest in these. Yeah. All right. Boom. So I did it. I was like, the iPhone's going to be huge prior to it being released. And um, it was great for the first six months. And then 2008, market crashed. Yep. And I got scared. <laughs> and I took all my money out. But I still watched. Yeah. I was still watching from the sideline. And I saw like companies go up sevenfold. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then they did something called a split. Yeah. You want to explain what a split is a little so bit? So stock split, could they either they could do a reverse stock split mm-hmm. or they could stock split, right? So if you have one share... And let's say the share is $100 and the company says we're doing a four to one stock split. Yeah. Now you have four shares at $25. Gotcha. Right. And the reverse stock split is like we're going to make those four shares $100. Right. So you have four $25 shares. Now you have one share of $100. Yeah. Companies do it for a multitude of reasons, whether it is to create volume. Right. Because the stock market deals in supply and demand. Mm-hmm. Why is the stock cost so much? Well, there's not a lot of volume or there's not a lot of shares that are out there that you can obtain. So the price goes up. Right. The same way that if like a sneaker comes out and then it gets sold out and it's two hundred dollars at Nike. But then you go on StockX and it's five hundred beans. You're like, yo, but that's the value because there's only so many shoes. Right. And it's the limited. person knows that yeah. and they're going to raise the price. That's the same thing in the stock market. Sometimes the companies, right, will buy back shares of their stock to take them off of the market. By buying back the shares of their stock and taking them off the market, it creates, right, it creates more demand for the stock because there's less of supply out there for me to get my hands on. So intrinsically, it will raise the price of the stock or hopefully raise the price of the stock, right? And raising the price of stock gives it a different profile. 
if a stock is trading at $150 a share, yeah. has a different profile than the stock that's trading at $5 a share. Right, right, right. We're not right. even discussing the company. We're just discussing how it looks from the inside, from the outside in. Yeah. And so sometimes companies want to go from being Nike to Louis, right, or from Louis to Nike, right, accessibility in terms of their demographic of customers, let's say. Right. Some companies might say, hey, we're trading at $700 a share, and we want to make our stock more accessible to people who can afford this range, say from 150 to 200, right? And by doing the stock split or buying back these shares or different ideas they have, they're acting on what they think is best for their company. And again, it kind of all ties into the ecosystem and everybody's going to do what's best for what for them and who makes those decisions, CEOs, CFOs, COOs, right? And the perception of the stock on the market. Hmm. Yeah, man, nah, it's, powerful. it's powerful, man. It's once powerful. again, we want to we want to thank you for coming. And once Appreciate again, um, this this all comes back to what we always say is 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 relationships, right? Like as far as like all the guests, people that we know personally or people that we've developed relationships with recently. So me and Quinn go back a long time. Yeah. So you know now to see him do his thing in finances is encouraging. And yeah. once again, collaboration is better than competition. Like my man Matt, shout said. out to Matt. You know, so it, it it makes sense to to work across, right? Yeah. And 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 you know, it's dope that you know we invited him on, and he had no problem coming on and, yeah. and giving his his area of expertise. And this is what all of our guests have been doing, which is just really dope. So, you know, this is just you know, this is these are all relationships that like we know right, people right. personally, right? So and we should once, cha- and champion each other, yeah, not for sure. Yeah. So you know, that just lets you you guys know wherever you're at in the world, in your geographic location or whatever. Develop those relationships. Relationships work more than money because ultimately, like you said, money's going to come and go. But the knowledge and the relationships that you have can last a lifetime. And you Mm -hmm. never know when somebody, you know, can help or when you can help somebody. So it's just beneficial. Um, So do you have any initiatives that you are um, doing or anything that you want to make the public aware of? Anything? Um, In the future, I'm putting together some business and entrepreneur, I want to say workshops, um, that will be accessible, you know, to our community Mm -hmm. first. Um, so like Westchester County, I want to say, and trying to bring together some intelligent minds from different industries so that the youth are exposed to this and they understand that there is opportunity in different aspects. Like for me, I wasn't aware that these jobs existed growing up. Like I said, I thought, okay, I'm going to the league or, you know, you can be a doctor or a lawyer, but there's a vast amount of jobs and a vast amount of opportunities. Absolutely. And it comes down to exposure. So um, a big initiative for me this year is really kind of getting my hands more in the dirt and being able to provide resources as far as my knowledge and then my relationships and bringing it to the youth and saying, hey, these are your options if you stay the course. If, if you go to class and you do the best you can and, and, and you build these habits now, you don't have a problem when you get older. The difficulty is, is when you don't build these habits as a youth or a teen or, or early, early 20s and now you're 30-something and you don't have the armor to battle, right? And yeah. so we have to arm ourselves with knowledge, work ethic, and habits to be able to be successful in this world because it's competitive. And that's just the general basis of what I want to get out there to the youth. I think it's super important, especially minorities, because these are things we're not privy to. Um, These are things that we see on TV and sometimes we don't feel from a self-esteem standpoint it's obtainable. But if I can put in front of you people of color and people who are minorities who have climbed these mountains, who are still climbing these mountains, 
who are still going through their process to be great and their legacy and show you that it is obtainable. Yeah, um, I think that's important. And that's what we said on the last episode is representation, right? Yeah. If you see it, then you most likely feel like you can be it. Yeah. And we don't see people in other fields. So I'm happy that you said that. And we got some stuff that we're working on this summer, yeah. so that's going to be dope. We definitely, definitely have you come Yeah, no, we definitely want to have you. We're going to do some stuff together for sure. Yeah. And um, one thing that, that Kieran said that was, was vital is he said, all of this, um, this information is an investment in yourself, right? And, um, you know, as far as the platform to invest in yourself and to give a donation to your, to your learning. So that leads me to our Patreon. Sure. Yeah. Patreon. Yes. Yes. Patreon is a way to financially support the podcast because, yeah, we, we're one of the few places where you can actually get information for free. Right. Um, but we were able to give more people information and do more things yeah. um, as we financially grow as well. So the Patreon is a way to be proud to pay as our guy Nipsey the Great once championed um, with his uh, mixtape campaign, Proud mm-hmm. to Pay, where he gave the mixtape away on streaming service for free. But he also had a, a level where you could pay, I think up to $100 for yep, a mixtape, right? For yep. And a lot of people, they sold out because people were, they were encouraged by him and they were you know proud to financially support him. Right. So. That's kind of what we have with the Patreon. So yeah, Patreon has been pretty man. dope, man. We we've reached out to some people. We've had great dialogue. Uh, we've had some video conference calls that were great. Like people are just picking our brains and avenues that we didn't even expect. But it's dope, you know. Um, people want us to come out to their city. So like, yeah, keep supporting Patreon. We have some new members up, um, and we have a few new video conference calls. Uh, so shout out to Savannah and T. We'll be in contact with you this week. Uh, but yeah, keep shout supporting. Out to Cody. Shout out to Cody and. Uh, Terry, we, we had a close Terry. with them, and we, we're going to do some work together. So that's dope. We just keep networking, looking across. Like Quentin said, man, sometimes your neighbor could be doing amazing things. You have no idea. Um, so it's important to network and reach across, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And don't forget the merch. We'll be, we'll be um, having some new items come out very soon. But right now, we have the signature. I actually have the, the Assets Over Liability shirt. This is our signature shirt. Yep, yep. We have the hoodie we have dad hats. We have the crop top hoodies for the ladies. So yeah. we got all kinds of stuff going on yeah. with that. Season two soon come. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, cop the merch. And then before I leave, I give a book tip. Um, so today I'm going to do two book tips. Since we talked about stocks, I would be remiss if I didn't mention um, the book, How to Make Money in the Stock Market or How to Make Money in Stocks by William O'Neill. You ever read that book? I have not. Okay. Uh, that's, that's my uh, my audible pillar. Okay. <laughs> I suggest everybody <laughs> to read that book. It's, it's the first book that I actually read about stocks and it's very easy to read and it explains stocks in a very understandable and very easy um, way to digest. And then also anybody that's interested in the music business. Yeah, get that book up. Yes, there. yes. So we have a there. book, Act Like a Label, Think Like a Manager. And this is written by none other than the producer of our podcast, CEO Sid. Yeah, so. Yeah. If you're interested in the music business, or just in business in general, but definitely if you're interested in the music business, check it out. Um, you can go to facebook.com backslash CEO Sid or Twitter or Instagram CEO Slate. We'll, we'll put the um, the links up on the on the YouTube. But yeah, if you're interested in getting to the rap game, getting to the R&B game, like we always say, it's one thing to play the game. It's another thing to actually play the game efficiently and to know the rules of the game and knowledge going back to the stock market right you gotta have knowledge of what you're doing so check those two books out thank you guys for rocking with us and we'll see you next week peace peace
save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.